Thanks for joining us this week on the show. I am so excited to introduce you to Kat Lakoi, also known as Vixen DeVille. She is an actress, a performer, an advocate of embracing your body and yourself, living to your fullest authenticity, and she's a burlesque performer. We're going to learn a little bit about the path that took her to the place where she is today and how she is supporting people in stepping into living their fullest, most expressed lives. I know you're going to love this talk. So glad you joined us. Hey there, friends. Are you looking for tools to resolve stress, reliable information to support your whole health, tips to help you motivate yourself and identify when motivation is fading before it happens, implementation, accountability, and someone to remind you to celebrate even the small successes where you can find tools you can use and accountability in a community that cheers you on, where information about health trends and lifestyle is reliable and straightforward. I know that you have what it takes to up-level your health habits and restore your resilience. You just might need a boost to start building momentum. I've designed a membership where you can choose the level of support you'd like to get every month. Whether it's tuning in to connect with like-minded change makers or getting personalized support with one-on-one coaching to help you chart your path to success. Check out the link for the Velocity membership at happifiedlife.com. Special pre-launch pricing is now available for premium support, but you can jump in for free if you just want to test the waters. I look forward to seeing you inside. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week as we have a new direction in conversation with my guest, Kat Lacoey. She's a multi-talented LA-based British actress, live event host, motivational speaker, and coach, also known as the award-winning variety burlesque performer, Vixen DeVille. In addition to multiple appearances on TV's Masters of Illusion from her solo stage show, Vixen DeVille Revealed toured the U.S. in 2019, picking up multiple awards and is currently being produced as a TV special. So stay tuned. Kat has transferred her experience in burlesque to all aspects of her life in order to walk around the world unapologetically owning both her successes and her shortcomings. And her mission is to help others do the same. In addition to performing for audiences, Kat also mentors students all over the world to enable people of all ages, abilities, shapes, and sizes to step out into the world confidently authentically and unapologetically. Whether you intend to walk out onto the burlesque stage or just out your own front door, it is time to quit hiding who you truly are in fear of what others will think or say, to eradicate your insecurities and to find joy in sharing your amazing self with the world. Kat, thank you so much. Yes, yes. This is going to be juicy. (laughs) Yes. And so this is our first time getting to chat because 
we were recommended. We were matched up by a mutual friend and she was like, oh, you have to have Kat on your show. And my show is about stress and you're all about burlesque. But I think that living out loud is one of the best ways to not carry so much stress with us. You know, we need to break out and drop some of this societal expectation or worrying about what people have to say. So I'd love to hear a little bit about how you came to be in this place. Yeah. So, I mean, gosh, talk about stress. Like before I found burlesque, I was just constantly, who am I supposed to be? What opinion am I supposed to have? Like I was super bullied at school. I was super unhappy with, with who I am and who I'm supposed to be. And I, I just didn't know, like, just tell me, just tell me what music I'm supposed to listen to. Just tell me what opinion I'm supposed to have because I'm getting all this negative feedback I can change, you know, like I don't have to be who I am because I'm seven, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm seven, I'm 10, I'm 12, like all the way up into like my early teens. And it's, it's this sort of weird thing when you're a kid where you're like, oh, you know, that there's this group that fits in and there's this group that doesn't fit in. So just, just tell me how to fit in. I'll just do it. Like, it's just, it's so like stressful to like keep trying to be this version of yourself that you're not. And then you suddenly start getting all this shame, like, oh my God, I'm listening to music that other people aren't, or I want to wear these type of clothing that these other people aren't. And is that allowed? Am I, oh, the fear and the horror and the stress of growing up is just ridiculous. And so finding burlesque, it was just the shock that, oh, this person I've been hiding my entire life, they're valid. They're not just valid, they're celebrated. They are applauded. When I go out on stage and I reveal who I truly am as my burlesque persona, it's like, oh, the relief. Like I'm, people like me. (laughs) And even if they don't like me, well, at least I'm being who I truly am, you know? So my foray into burlesque was I got into acting very early on. I I did a bunch of dance classes when I was six and seven, tap and ballet and stuff, but I was slightly overweight and I was bad at following choreography. And my ballet teacher said that if a giant was to eat one of us, he, he would pick me first because I had more meat on my bones at the age of seven. The things people say to children. Like, <laughs> come on. What was she trying to do? Was she trying to like make me think, oh, hey, I now need to lose weight so I don't get eaten by the giant. Like, I just don't follow that logic. It's so crazy to me. But I left that dance class, which, you know, if things are not making you happy, you should stop doing them. There you go. There's a, there's a stress factor. <laughs> In first takeaway. <laughs> Instantly, if something's not making you happy, just stop doing it. Stop doing it or find the fun. Stop, follow the fun. So then I I found acting and physical theater where I figured out that, oh, I love using my body and use my body to express myself and create character. It was just the regimented five, six, seven, eight, or not remembering in my brain kind of what move came next. Because now as a solo performer, because I don't have to be in time with seven other showgirls, you know, I'm just me on stage. It doesn't matter what the moves are. It's the quality of the movement. So yeah, I had seen this breakdown for burlesque and it was, it was exciting because it was like, oh, I get to dress in these like fancy clothes and I get to have fun on stage. But it said singing, it said dancing, it said taking your clothes off. And they were the three things I did not want to do in my life because I was terrible at dancing because I was too fat to dance. Uh, <laughs> a giant would eat me if I tried to dance. My singing was terrible. At least I taught myself that my singing was terrible. I had that self-belief and I hated what my body looked like. So I didn't want anyone to look at it. So yay, those three things. And I want to be a burlesque performer. Not a great start, right? <laughs> so I watched the show and having watched the show, I realized, oh, it's not a chorus line. It's not 
everybody looking the same, like a, a, a lineup of ballet performers where they, you know, they all have the same hair and same body shape. It's everybody going up there and celebrating exactly who they are. It's everybody is their own avatar. Like there's the fun one, the geeky one, the sort of goth one, the, the cutesy one. They're all just themselves and fully, fully celebrating every single inch of their personality and their body, everything on stage. And I was like, this is the place that's going to allow me to be, you know, let my freak flag fly kind of thing. So being in that, in that show made me kind of go, oh, I, I can experiment with showing this part of my, my body and showing this part of my personality and things I would bite my tongue on in normal life for fear of being ridiculed or whatever. I would say them out loud on stage and be applauded for like, telling the truth or being a bit bitchy or taking a risk with what I was saying. So that's my kind of quick, quick version of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I love that. And I think, first of all, if anyone listening hasn't seen a burlesque show, do it because it's not what you think it is if you've been holding back on seeing burlesque. It is incredible to see women and men, whoever is performing, really own themselves, their body, their personality, their energy, and just step into this phenomenal role. It's so empowering, even if you're sitting in the audience. Yeah. If you've seen the film Burlesque, there's so much. I need to rewatch the film to kind of be more on it. But (laughs) in that film, it's like, here's a song, here's your costume. Now go and be someone else. And it's really, it's really, it's more cabaret than it is burlesque. But I know that people watch the film and go, I love burlesque. And I think they love it for the reasons that I love it too. But they come to me not realizing, oh, I, I get to choose. I get to choose what music I get to dance to. I get to choose what movements I do. I, I get to choose what costume I wear and what concept I bring to stage. And that's what I loved coming from the acting world was that as an actor, you're like, well, someone else has to hire me. A writer has to write the script. A director has to pick me. A producer has to pick me. And now I fulfill someone else's creativity and someone else's art, even though I'm bringing myself to the role, but it's still someone else's vision, you know? But with burlesque, it's a hundred percent. Who do I want to be today? What do I want to experience today? What character do I want to embody and show on stage? And it really, you know, you can be political with it. You can be, you can out your fun side. You can out your, your vengeful side. It's such a good therapy for what am I lacking in my everyday, everyday life. And, and the burlesque stage gives me the opportunity to, to live that out instead. I absolutely love that. And and yeah, that opportunity. So I had a friend before I moved down to the San Diego area, I was in Seattle. And so my dear friend from college started dancing burlesque and was with a group and they've performed, you know, they've competed and performed in Las Vegas. And so it's even better, I think, when it's a friend who you've known, who then you get to watch step on stage and step into this personality. And it's like, oh, that is so much fun. You know, just like so empowering. And and like I was saying, even if you're in the audience, just watching other people take that permission and say, this is what I'm doing. And I am here to be celebrated gives you even in the audience that you get to tune into that and feel into that. So, and so I love too. So you're helping other people have this experience through workshops and and the work that you do. And so where do these people tend to come from or what do they come in with that you see them? So usually it's a whole bunch of people because now when it's word of mouth, people didn't realize that it existed until their friend goes, Hey, you know, you should try this thing. So when I first started, I started teaching in 2014, 15, and mostly it was people who had been actors, but had lost the love of it. 
and been like, I feel like I'm just a, a product or a you know c- commodity. It was dancers who had just sort of felt I'm not skilled enough to be a working dancer, but I love to dance and move. Or it was people who just had always had maybe seen a burlesque show or the film burlesque and just thought, oh, that looks like such fun, but I don't think I can do it because my, like I said, my class or I might have said to you in the green room that my class isn't, here's the choreography that will make you sexy. It's not five, six, seven, eight, do this move. And now you're good to go. My whole class is who are you? What's, what's your most amazing inner self? Let's pull her out and put her on stage. And so my class was advertised as the dance class for people who hate dancing, you know, like who can't dance kind of thing. And so people would come to me who I said to them, if you've ever said you can't do burlesque, but you want to, I have the class where where you absolutely can. And I would have people who, I had a, a lady who was a mature lady who she's like, oh my God, I'm super tired. I, I have to just sit down. I was like, do your act from your chair? Absolutely. Do your act from your chair. No one says that you have to do a high kick and a split. Your act is you sitting on the chair like the Queen of England, fanning yourself. Like that's your act. Like you don't have to have a certain level of skill. You don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be a certain age. It's absolutely you celebrating you rather than you having to fit into a box. And that's what I love about it. Because when people start realizing that they are enough and they are allowed to be celebrated, it just filters through the rest of their life. They can now walk around the world going, I'm validated. Yes. And so that brings me back to what you were saying in your own journey, right? This place that we come from when we're children, and I think it's safe to say it's imposed perhaps more on girls than boys. There are expectations, you know, be kind, be polite, be courteous, be appreciative, you know, be obliging. And we, you have to start finding your own way to work out of that box. And just like you were saying, like, how do I make you happy? How do I please you? How do I get to hang with the in crowd? And there's that that dichotomy that's so painful. And you start to, as we get older and mature and get perspective, recognize that the people who are always seeking that acceptance or fitting in don't get it because that energy comes across. And just as you're saying, as you start to learn that you can step into yourself and be you, let your freak flag fly people are drawn to you. That's what's magnetic. It's not fitting into a mold and being the person who's always polite and always kind and easy to talk to. The person who has the really stimulating conversation or leaves you with something to think, that's much more powerful. I um, I say in my intro class right near the beginning, I sort of do mindset and I say, we have learned to hide ourselves because we're told, don't be so arrogant. You should be modest. Oh my God, a client of mine last week said she grew up in a Catholic school where they had to hide their intelligence because they weren't allowed to make the boys feel uncomfortable because boys are uncomfortable around intelligent women. What is that about? Oh my good God. So we're told to hide ourselves and not shine. You are not allowed to shine. Don't bring attention to yourself. We hide the thing that we don't like about ourselves because, oh my God, people will find out that I'm a mess. And we hide the thing we love because we've been told we can't shine. I would say, you know, that bring out the thing that you don't like and go, yeah, I've got these flaws and they're okay. And the more that you appreciate, you embrace your flaws, the people around you are like, oh, it is okay. Oh, okay, great. Got it. You know, if you see someone with like a, I don't know, something that's obvious, like a scar on their face or something, and you don't want to ask them about it. If they go, oh yeah, it's my scar on my face. Oh, I got that from a da 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 da. Great. It's out in the open. We talked about it. Let's get on with our lives, you know? And then the, the thing that you love about yourself, if you are going to shout that out, like a, you know, I'm going to celebrate that from the rooftops. You then act like a lighthouse, like a beacon for the other people who appreciate that weirdness in you too. 
So if I love a type of music and I go about going, this music's amazing, rather than all the other people going, oh, it's terrible music, uh, I better change. No, it means you'll find the other people who love that music too. You'll find the other people who like that hobby too. And if you're quiet about these things that you love, then you're never going to find your supportive tribe and you'll never feel relaxed around anybody because you're constantly pretending to be someone else. Yes, that is so powerful. I really love that, that permission or the the reward that you get in taking these chances, right? Like you don't know until you do it, but once you do, once you start sending out that signal so that you can resonate with the people who share that space, you realize you're not so alone after all. There's a lot more that keeps us in common than divides us. So it's really funny because breaking those barriers down, I talk about how you you put on layers to survive. You know, you you sense yourself when you're at work so you don't get fired. You sense yourself around your kids so that you don't, you know, traumatize them. Whatever <laughs> you sense yourself around certain people. And so you're putting on this all this armor for society. Like, I don't want a negative comment. I don't want to, you know, but on the burlesque stage, you're pulling that all back and you're going, hey, this is this is the true me. And I am, um, and it's only when you pull those barriers back that you can have these really beautiful, meaningful connections. And I remember being at a, at an audition once when I first got into burlesque and I was super embarrassed by doing burlesque. I was like, people are going to think less of me. They're going to think I'm a stripper. They're going to think whatever you think people are going to think about you. And I went to this audition. I went in the bathroom and there's another lady in there and she says, Oh, what, what were you doing last night? And I was like, Oh shit. Cause I just did a burlesque show. <laughs> and I thought I can't tell her I did burlesque because she's going to think so much less of me. And I can't lie. Cause I've paused too long now. Like what am I going to say? And I said, Oh, I, I do this thing called burlesque. And she went, Oh my God, I'm a burlesque performer too. That's so amazing. And we connected because we were honest with each other. And it's just, yeah, the amount of pretense we go through in order to, to try and not offend anyone else or to have these great connections. As soon as we're honest with each other and just go, yeah, I got this thing and I'm super proud about this thing. Let's connect. You know, that's when your honest instant connections happen. Yes. I love it. Permission granted. Permission granted. Hoist my the main flags. course is called, yeah, my main <laughs> course is called permission to play because that's all it is. It's permission to play. We give up playing when we're kids. We're so, we're so chill and happy as kids, man. We're just like running around doing the thing, you know? And then we, we get told that we should be embarrassed for every single thing we're doing. And that's not how you do it. And that's not how you speak. And that's not how you, you know, that's not how you talk. And then we go, oh, I, I guess I won't do anything then because I can't do anything right. <laughs> but yeah, permission to play, to try on your costume, try on a different persona try out different music, just try stuff out. When did we stop trying stuff out? You know, we graduate from college and go, this is my life now. That's it. I'm settled. And we stop <laughs> trying and, you know, exploring, experimenting. So in the process of all of this, in, in all of this work that you do and, and being in this, on stages around the world at this point and more online, right? With the television appearances and taking our businesses online, it's kind of become like a, a, a badge or status. Like when you get to a point of success, there are going to be there's going to be negativity. There are going to be <sighs> trolls that show up and just love trying to bring you down. Oh, so totally. How do you shake that off and keep coming back to what you want to put out in the world? Oh, there's so, so many ways of dealing with trolls and haters. I recently did this YouTube channel that I, when I did it, I had no idea the following that they had. And when the video got released, my Instagram blew up and there was always messages and whoa. So I sort of went to sort of see what people were saying. And it's so funny that a friend of mine talks about the thing that's wrong always stands out. So you can have 4,000 
love, lovey-dovey messages and one that goes, mm, don't think much of her. And you go, oh, gonna fixate on that one person. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I don't know why our brain does it. It's insanity because there's 4,000 people going, I want your firstborn. And there's one person going, you should die. Like, it's just, you know, I, I hyperbole, obviously. <laughs> focus on it so much. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to read these comments to desensitize myself because I think what happens is we're not used to hearing it. If we haven't had any negative naysayers, trials, whatever, but the more we hear it, we'll go, yeah, I got it. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Uh huh. I do have that thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. I got it. You know, you get used to hearing it in the same way as someone always says, I don't know if there's something that you do and you always do it right. You say you, you cook this certain dish and it's really tasty and amazing. And you always get the feedback of the, oh, there's always, that's that one spice. What's the spice? You go, yeah, it's tarragon. Yeah. And you get bored of people con- congratulating <laughs> you. Yeah. Get it. It's tarragon. Yeah. Whatever. I try to do the same thing. I'm like, tell me all of the negative stuff. So I've heard it all already. And usually I said to my students, like, no one can say really that much stuff to me that I don't know already. I know that my accent is a weird ass mix between British and American. I'm fully aware of it. I've got ears and I'm fully aware <laughs> when I go on stage that my boobs are pretty much smaller than every single other blast performer. Don't matter. I'm going to go, you know what? I've got no back problems. So yay for me. But like, you know, you can't say, oh, you've got scars on your shoulder. I'm fully aware I've got scars on my shoulder. I was there when I got them. So anything that you say to somebody... Oh, anything you get said, get said to you, you can own it because you already know. But what I figured out is that if you reframe what they're saying, because yes, the person looking at you can see something truthful in you, whatever the negative word is, let's say they're calling you a bitch, they're calling you arrogant. I could go, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But they still see something in you that truly is related to arrogance, related to bitchiness. But if I can look at those words and grab a thesaurus and say, which other word similar to this, do I actually like? Maybe a bitch is very honest. Maybe a bitch is, she stands up for herself. Maybe she's feisty. Maybe she's, I don't know, like tells it how it is. Yeah. So it says honest. Maybe I like being honest. Maybe I like that I stand up for myself. Maybe I like that I'm strong and powerful and in control. So what I do is if I get that negative comment at me, I hear the comment. I say, thank you so much for your feedback. What is it you're really saying? What you're really saying is you're super honest and I don't like your honesty. What you're saying is I see strength in you and it scares me. So if you can reframe the naysayers and the comments so that you can figure out what is it they're actually saying and what is their agenda? Are they jealous? Are they scared of you? Are they disapproving of you because of their own fears and their standards, their issues? That is the best way to be dealing with anyone else's hate comments. Just say, well, how do I want it to land on me? What word, what can they see in me that I actually do like? And how can I reframe that? I think that's so powerful. I think that's really powerful and a great thing that, you know, to have to grow into. Like now I'm showing up so authentically in the world that I stand out. I'm not just a bland vanilla flavor. And there's something that somebody's going to take issue with. So, and I think it does reveal a lot about them and where they're coming from. That's a whole different thing that we can explore. But along with being authentic and recognizing who we are, who we want to be in the world, like, yeah, we're flawed. We're all flawed. No one is perfect. So that opportunity to take it as an exercise of a little bit of self-examination, a little bit, not 110%. It's not all about how much you exemplify this comment, but oh yeah, Okay. So that's in there. And then I love their reframe to be like, "Hmm, so this triggers them somehow. So what is it about me 
the stronger qualities, the independence, the truth talking, the, you know, clarity and self-possession, you know, that it takes to go on stage or just to walk into the office and be your authentic self and say, yeah, okay. So you've got that issue with me. Yes. And (laughs) that's exactly it. I have three phrases that you can say to haters. One is yes. And it's taking it and going even further. If you want to say to me, Uh, Because I always say that the thing people are going to pick out on is just something that's different about you to other people. And people are always going to comment on it. People are, oh, there's things about me. People are always going to comment on it. And if I go through my life hating that comment or, or, you know, oh, I know they're going to say it, I know they're going to say it. Well, then I'm just going to live a miserable life. I know people are going to comment on it. So I need to know how my, my response is. So if you say to me, you're a lazy couch surfer or whatever, you go, yeah. And guess what? I've been doing it for over 12 years. I'm super proud of that. You say, yes, and yes, and yeah, and you can also say, and what? So what? Yeah, I'm a couch surfer. So what? Yeah, I'm a couch surfer. And what? What's the problem there? Like, yeah, I know I am. And like what? So yes, and and what? And maybe to you, which gives you a chance to reframe it to them. And you can say, yeah. I am a couch surfer. I mean, well, maybe to you, I'm a couch surfer, but I just think I'm pretty adventurous and a free spirit. And I don't really feel the need to settle anywhere. Maybe to you, but actually I do pay whoever I stay on their couch. I usually do give them some money towards gas and electricity. I was working with a client who was dealing with weight and they were like, you know, I don't know how to, you know, I've just lost 40 pounds. People still see me as overweight. I'm like, yeah, maybe to you. Someone can come up and go, oh my God, you're, you're overweight. Maybe to you, but I've just lost 40 pounds you know, maybe to you, but I actually live a really healthy lifestyle. I might look more, more heavy than you, but I actually, I'm really, really super healthy or maybe to you, but I'm, I'm actually really happy with how I, how I weigh, you know, maybe to you. So those three things, the yes, and, and what, maybe to you practice saying those to, to trolls and having that confidence to take like whatever they throw at you, you don't hit it with resistance. You go, yeah, mm -hmm, I take that on board. Here's my response. Tapping into that strength, practicing it until it starts to come more easily and naturally and and letting that be part of your superpower. They're like, yeah, you're not going to take me off track. This is where I am. And this is how I'm showing up in the world. Like I know who I am. (laughs) Maybe to you on the outside, it looks like this, but I know, (laughs) I know who I am. Yeah. 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 And I didn't just get here. I've actually been this for a bit, right? (laughs) I've been I've been around for a few years. Like, this is how I am. Like, oh my God. Like, if you ever go on stage and she's like, oh my God, that woman's got a big fat ass. Yeah, I know it's attached to me. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you. Great. (laughs) I love it. It's cushiony. That's right. It's perfect for the right people. There you go. Exactly. So as people are starting out saying, oh, okay, so it could be safe to put myself out there. It could be safe to be unique and different. It could be safe to be seen and heard. Yeah, <laughs> both. <laughs> right? Fancy that. But there's still that that like growing phase of, of getting the self-confidence, right? Of, of getting through that. So how do you, and perhaps in some of your students, you see them work through that. What do you recommend there? Um. I really feel that we're affected by labels that other people give us. And if I'm, I don't want to say if I'm trying to change, if I'm trying to become the person I know I am, but I've been something else around my family or my friends for a long, long time, you're going to have so much resistance from them because people hate change, right? When I said I was going to move to America, 
my mom was great with it. My rest of my family were like, what are you doing? Like, what, what about health insurance? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Like, you know, <laughs> and if you've been like this wallflower your whole life and you're like, well, inside, I feel like I'm, you know, outspoken and brazen and whatever you'll, you'll go to the party and your close friends will be like, oh no, she doesn't know. She's, she's, well, oh, she doesn't. Oh, would you like a drink? Oh no, she doesn't drink. It's like people will speak for you. People will make your decisions for you. Taking yourself out of your environment is super, super helpful. I, I actually love it when people come to my class by themselves because people will always go, I want to bring a friend so I feel safe. And I remember when I was going out to classes and trying different things, I didn't want to go with a friend because my friend already had an idea of who I was. So I couldn't then behave outside of the box because it would be unexpected from the friend, if that makes sense. So, you know, if you want to explore who you really are, I would definitely say, try doing that in a new group of people, like not, you know, strangers or whoever, like, yeah, try this new version of yourself in a different group of people, because the people you hang around with have already labeled you. They already have expectations. And even if you, even if they have your, the best, even if they have the best interests at heart, you will invariably fall back into what they expect of you. You'll still hear those labels from them. Like I always talk about how when I go home and see my brother, I turn into the youngest child. Like I turn into the young sister who didn't know what was going on. Like I'm in my late thirties and I'm Vixen Deville. What is going on there? You know, like why would I go to my brother's house and feel insignificant and shy and, and weird? Because it, it's learned behavior. So what chance have I got to reinvent myself or become who I really am if the only people I see are the people who believe that's all I am? So go out and find other people, start behaving the way you want to be around these new people. And then they, they don't know anything better. They think, well, that's the person who behaves that way. And, that, and we welcome her into our flock, you know? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Breaking down that myth of safety in numbers. I mean, there are situations in which there are safety in numbers. But that's exactly right. And I love, you know, in personal development circles, they love the story of the crab in the crabs in the pot, right? And the one that's trying to get out is trying to escape and all the rest keep pulling him back down. Like, where, where, why would you get out? <laughs> like, it's, it's warm in here. It's Come toasty warm. Here. Come on back down. Yeah. So I think that's terrific because especially, I mean, it's difficult now. We don't get to go out and be in the same space. Hopefully within a couple of months, we are all going to be better prepared and get back into real life situations. But that permission to feel it out, to try it on for size in a new environment, in a new community, I mean, why not grow your community? Doesn't mean you have to leave your old friends behind. No, and, they, and the good ones will come with you. And once you are now more secure, like when I was going to the, the burlesque rehearsals and performing and stuff, I was discovering, oh, this new version of myself, which I now call Vixen DeVille. And so then my, my friend from when I was five years old came and saw a show, but I felt comfortable being like that because it was in the venue I'd been rehearsing in. It felt like, you know, safe ground and it felt familiar space. In fact, she was the sort of alien to the space and it would have felt weird for me to behave the way I did when I was five, six, 10, I knew her forever, years old. And she saw me in my, in my element because it was familiar. It was second nature to be then, you know? And so I, I talk about how 
for me, burlesque had been the training ground and the playground for me to figure it out, try it out. And then I'm just like that on stage. I'm like that in my, in my real life. And my, my fiance met me because he saw me in a show. He was a friend of someone else in the show. And so when we went on our first date, he already knew me because he'd just seen this unfiltered because I host the shows. And so I'll say funny things on the microphone and I'll be my unfiltered self. So it was super relaxing to go on this first date because it wasn't like, what if he finds out about this? It was like, he knows everything. He knows it all. (laughs) He knows the humor. He knows my favorite TV show because I've just said it on stage. And yeah, I, I, even if in this situation, so I have my Facebook group, which you'll, you'll give links at the end. I'd talk about that being, that's the training ground and playground for people who do want to try stuff out, but they can't do it around their friends and family because it's like, what response will I get? What will they say? And so in that group, I get people to share their wins or share what they're trying out that week. Or like, what is a celebration that you can't celebrate around your friends and family? Cause they don't have the same regard for that thing that you're endeavoring on. That's not a sentence endeavoring on. Maybe it is. And then uh, it just sounds British. Yeah. I'll just, whenever I say anything weird, just pretend it's a British Britishism. (laughs) Yeah. If there's something that interests you, go find a Facebook group or, you know, there's meetup. There's so many places to find other people that share certain interests. And you know, I, I started up, um, I hadn't done any writing for a long, long time. I was, I was missing writing. So I contacted a few of my writer friends and said, Hey, do you want to meet up on Wednesday nights and do a little writer session? And so every, whatever, Monday nights, Wednesday nights. So every Monday night we meet and for an hour and a half, we, we talk writing and I haven't, and people have brought other people in and it takes me out of the reality that was last year of COVID and political craziness. And, and I was so in with these people focused on what we were doing that I wasn't bogged down and depressed by because when I watched the news, I was bogged down and depressed. And then all my friends are super into the news. So if I talk to them instantly, let's have a political comment. Oh, you know, but with these writers, it was like, we're just talking about the craft and the work. And so I filled my time with talking with the writers, with teaching my burlesque, with, um, I was taking a new class and whatever. Oh, I was doing a voiceover class. And so you just get into these groups of people that allow you to have the fun within that group rather than your same old, same old people who talk about the thing that you're kind of bored of. Like if your friends all just love heels and handbags, I'm going to talk about fashion. And you're like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Just anything but the latest trend. I want to talk about seals, whatever it is. (laughs) Well, and I think that's a really empowering message too, because there's this expectation. Like if you're not watching the news, you're not paying attention. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention, right? If that's where you want to put your focus and energy. Yeah. Don't be curious about why you're not happy. (laughs) You know, when you recognize like this situation, being tuned into the news, whatever, you know, might be going on, isn't serving you, isn't filling you up, isn't leaving you happier than when you began, then how can you make a shift? Maybe that's burlesque. I think everybody should give it a shot. I mean, of course. Maybe that's <laughs> right. Writing or creativity or, or whatever it is, you know, try new things until you find something that lights you up. And you get so focused on the thing that you love. You know, I hate cooking, but I know some people who just love cooking as a therapy and they all spend ages like with these new ingredients and I found this new fruit and I found a new way to cook a potato. Like it's just, they get super into it. And so then you're, you're in this happy space and continue. I mean, not to say don't be interested in the news. If you're super interested in the news, and you're super passionate about it, then do something about it. Find other people who are super passionate about the thing and start up a political uh, group, have, you know, do something about it. But if you're sitting there going, wow, the world is collapsing and I can't do anything about it. Well, then you can't do anything about it. Either do something about it and get involved 
or find the fun somewhere else and take yourself out of the thing that you're not in control of, you know, fill, fill your life with something that you are in control of. That's beautiful. Yes. Fill your life with something you are in control of. Yeah. Stop giving away the power or just simply not claiming it and start getting in the practice of, of using it because that's the kind of energy that, that lifts us up, that helps you stay at a higher vibration. That's terrific. So you mentioned your Facebook group. So yes, please let people know because you also have a little a little workshop if they want to really dip a toe in. So if you're loving what you're hearing, then I have a 90-minute workshop. It's on Zoom. It's the whole class I say is to please you. So if I ever give you some direction or I teach you a move or whatever it is, and you're like, I'm not feeling it, great. We move on to the next part. It's not, you have to do this perfectly and you fail. It's here. Here's some materials for you to have fun with and you pick and choose the ones that are making, bringing you joy. So it's a 90-minute workshop on Zoom. The biggest space you need is three foot by three foot. How long do you have a space to move your arms and legs? You can turn the camera off halfway through if you're feeling like you need some privacy, but it read the testimonials on the link. It's so, everyone just finds it super fun and freeing, therapeutic. My goal is for you to leave feeling amazing about yourself and you can't wait to meet other people to share how amazing and fired up you are about being you. So that's my entire agenda with that workshop. So if that excites you and interests you, bring a friend, don't bring a friend. Um, but yeah, that link is there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely free of charge. There's a there's like a couple of dates on that link. So sign up, take a chance. You're safe with me. You are safe with me. I won't make you do anything you don't like to do. But if the workshop is like, oh, I don't know, it's too scary. It's webcam. Then please come join me in the Facebook group and you can jam with me there. I post stuff every day, some mindset stuff, like things like the and, uh, you know, maybe do you and what, like ways to deal with trolls and haters. I encourage people to share their wins and to celebrate each other. And it's such a supportive group. There's like a hundred people in there right now, but they've all been kind of like, I check people when they come into the group and make sure they're good people. And then, you know, not be trolls. (laughs) Everybody is super supportive of each other. And they are all starting to realize that they don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed of who they are because everyone is just so celebratory about everybody else, even though we're all so different. So yeah, that's the environment. I love it. It's my little, it's my little family. So please come join me there because it's a nice place to be. Beautiful. And I love to ask too, if you have any tips or practices that you put to work and you keep maybe not this past year, although it sounds like you're getting yourself busier all over again, but how do you handle stress when that shows up or help yourself feel more balanced? How do I handle stress in general when it shows up or? Okay. I remember to take some time out because I am a workaholic and I have to step back and go, when did I last give myself a day off? Like <laughs> yes. for realsies. So notice if you have been drinking water, if you've been sleeping and if you've had any time off, <laughs> just at least start there. And then yeah, follow the fun. I will have a list of things I want to do. And if I get stressed and overwhelmed, I look at my list and go, what do I most want to do right now? Like to, to fuel the fun, not because I have to do my tax return because I have to do it. Otherwise, argh, what, what, like let everything go. What is going to make me super happy right now? Maybe I love costuming. So maybe I'll go do some costume. Maybe I'll just go and call my mom. Maybe I'll go and paint my toenails, whatever it is. Just go and do something that is going to make you happy. And you can just drop everything because we never want to drop everything, but you can drop everything because you know what? Sometimes car crashes happen and you have to drop everything. Sometimes you get a phone call going, someone's in hospital, drop everything, come now. There are times in your life where you would drop everything and go and do a thing. So drop everything right now and go do the thing that brings you some happiness because you're making yourself stressed and overwhelmed. And the only thing you can do is go and follow the fun to de-stress yourself. 
Yes. And I love your idea of having, having a list because when we're really maxed out and stressed out, it's hard to think of that, right? It's hard to bring ourselves back to what can I do? What would I like to do? So make a list when you have time or you're having a great day, like what's fun for me so that when you're really like, I need to recharge, let me just check in with my little inventory and follow the fun. What is it? My friends, it's not a to-do list. It's my options list. I think she calls it her options list. Options or get-tos. Yeah, I'll get to it sometime. And I think also what's difficult for me is that recently everything has been on a screen. So there's no break from anything. And I'm so used to having a lot of different things. So like teaching a class, I'm on my feet with people in a room, or I'm writing up an article or something on my computer, or I'm doing some costuming, which is with my hands, or I'm watching TV or something. But everything has been on a computer. So I never get a break from staring at a screen. So now even watching television isn't downtime because I'm still staring at a screen. I got, I got, I got a book, but they, I had to download the book. I was like, I just want it to be in my hand. So I'm not looking at a screen, you know? <laughs> so make sure you like mix up what you're doing and what your brain is doing. It's kind of like if you're eating a savory dish and you're just like, I'm sick of eating the savory dish. But if you switch to something else, it's just something sweet or something crunchy or something. The activity that you're doing if it can use a different part of your brain, like get up and do some movement if you've been sat looking at a computer. If you're doing something that requires you to figure out word structure, do something more creative and visual. Even if I'm just doing something on Photoshop, I prefer that to constant word creation. My word creation, sentence creation. <laughs> to try and like, yeah, just play around with different activities. Like exactly, go and cook some food because that's, you know, more visual and creative and it's hands-on rather than staring at a screen and figuring out your word sentences. Yeah. Change up your activities. Yes. Variety. Variety is the spice of life. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm so glad that we were brought together. Thank you for carving out some time to join us. And I hope that our audience gets some inspiration wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, don't be afraid to give this a try. Yeah. Take the workshop or check out the group and do a couple exercises. Give it a test drive. Permission to play. (laughs) And I'm so excited to see what's coming up down the line. So we'll definitely stay tuned and congrats on your production in the progress. Super excited. Yeah. It's all, it's all, I've got so many like little seeds in different places. I'm like, which one's going to, which one's going to come up first? (laughs) And then they'll all come up together and I'll be like, overwhelm. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be rested and restored for that. I hope. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's been such a treat. Thank you. (laughs) Take good care. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.